All I ask, Brooke, is that you show a little bit of appreciation that I just get 20 minutes to relax when I come home instead of being attacked with questions and nag the whole damn thing. You think that I nag you? That's all you do! Oh, Mr. McFeely left so fast. As soon as we started talking about divorce, I guess that's something he doesn't like to talk about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Welcome to the Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurger. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. To prove his math skills, Matt added up all the dicks he had to suck to get Hamilton tickets for the Los Angeles run. Seventeen, Matt declared, before collapsing in ball of tears. Dedication, Matt. That's what I just recommended you for on LinkedIn. I still. What don't. would you do for Hamilton tickets? You know, the only impressive thing about the Fantagus Theater is that they have a little robo parking spot. So when someone parks there, then it goes underground and like lifts up, so they can park a bunch of cars. Ooh, like, I like that under each other. Um, I wouldn't see Hamilton if you. I would see it for free, actually. I would see it for free. Just to have something to talk about. I feel like I have to see Hamilton now, uh, even though I know I'm going to hate it, only because I've never seen a craze like this before for a musical. And I know it's all... I know it's half people that I hate that love musicals anyhow, and the other half is political correctness. <laughs> but now it's sold out. It's, it's coming to the Pantages, by the way, in a year from now. It's already sold, well sold out. Tickets are like a fortune. This whole thing, I don't... So it'll be coming by the time everyone's forgotten about it and doesn't care? No, they're, in L.A. they're still going to lie. All the celebrities These will be there. These things run for a while, right? They run for year, uh, years and years. It's off-Broadway now. It's going to all the places, and the tickets are going to be crazy, and all the celebrities will be there. It's a thing to do. I don't quite understand, because even the best musicals I've ever seen, I'll give a six out of ten, too. <laughs> Maybe a five. You've, how many musicals have you seen? You uh, said that probably so you've done. seen hundreds of musicals. No, I've probably seen four. <laughs> I like the one by... I like the one by the South Park guys about the Mormons. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Hamilton, I suspect, will not be as funny. I don't understand the point of musicals, and any musical that people tell me I have to see, I'm definitely not going to go see. Hamilton seems like a too many cooks in the kitchen type of scenario. So it's like, so it's uh, Founding Fathers, rap. It's just like, I don't know. I Very think politically correct, black, revisionist history, all that stuff. Like that. I saw Phantom of the Opera, by the way. I give that a four. I think as a musical goes, I would have to give it a seven. But as far as general entertainment, I give it a four. Oh, Which, I saw uh, West Side Story. What's, which is Mac the Knife? Is that West Side? No, that's... Uh, uh, I don't know what the hell it is. Jack the Ripper. Thank Brian, you, Brian. Brian, Brian, how many musicals have you seen? <laughs> yeah. This is like a, this wow. is like a gay out. This is like a gay test. <laughs> this is totally a gay test. I'd give uh, the Mac the Knife thing a... a, a I'm, I'd rather watch. Uh, I'd rather go to Cheetahs and see dumb whores prancing around. And- oh, was that an option? Because I'm giving a fan of the opera and a one. Then <laughs> I don't know. That was an option. If the option was like that, or like say an Amy Schumer movie, I'd be around a par. I'd say it on a par. I don't like when people break into song, and I don't like the idea of that I'm sitting next to people who enjoy people watching that. But you know, the singers are at least talented. I get the fact they're talented and they can sing, so I respect that in some level. See, I couldn't go because I'd obviously be with some woman, and. I would not be able to suppress the urge to be like, this is fucking bullshit, but also know I was <laughs> yes. being inappropriate. Yeah. But like, it would be impossible. I would just have to leave. I would just have to walk out. Here's the very worst part about musicals is when there's a, a it, 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 you think it's over, but it turns out just an intermission at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, thank God that was fucking long. Now we get to leave. And then your girlfriend or whoever says like, you're like no, what? that was the first half. Yeah. Then everyone gets 15 minutes to go in the hallway and just 
all the guys look in the hallway like, how the fuck you're do like, I get so out of here? So you're telling me you'll only sell me six plastic cups of wine at once? Yes. I, I don't understand this rule. There's not enough liquor. And no, you have to that guy over there is with me. Yeah, just double it up. Okay, they got raw town. I'll say that. So I'm taking back my, uh, my blowjob jokes about you if you're not going to see Hamilton. I'll apply it to Brian. <laughs> this week's show is sponsored by the next shitty Kevin Hart film. I forgot his name, but you know that doesn't matter. The next shitty Kevin Hart movie for when you want to tell people, once again, the movie wasn't very good, but Kevin was funny. <laughs> he's a new he's just a black Adam Sandler isn't he he just makes like four movies a year that are all sort of not so good but sort of okay and he's funny in them I don't think he's producing his own movies though is he uh, if he's not now he will be he will be soon black Adam Sandler's are funny uh, it's a, a appropriate analogy I, I do think and I think Kevin Hart's stand up is really funny and I think oh yeah he, no he's a he's a funny comedian and does funny stand up I love his stand up he could be good in movies too but I if he continues just churning out shit out of some rabid self-validation then he's, he's going to fade away pretty quick because you can't just keep doing real shit movies I feel like Eddie Murphy made decent movies I don't think movies were just better like Beverly Hills Cop I don't think they were just better better written better movies they put him in or he was actually a somewhat reasonably enough talented actor that he could go from like you know dirty comedian who's super funny on stage actually like an actor in a movie well he was acting but he was taking movies that were like major productions I mean that were good movies it wasn't and and frankly, he they were bad movies. But yeah, he took. Some, but he took good. He took. He had a pretty good batting average, though. Yeah, he took. I mean, trading places. He took movies that were done by intelligent people who made good movies, and he right. took the opportunity that they need a black guy to be in this movie. I'm gonna be the black I guy. I feel like they weren't always black movies. They were just. They were a movie that a white guy or a black guy could play the lead. And he wasn't playing off like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He was playing off other talented actors. So yeah. he actually like. Was actually playing off legitimate actors in his movies, so he actually did a good job. They they surrounded him with actual professionally trained actors, as opposed to having to find another. The idea with essential intelligence was, you have Kevin Hart, okay, fine, but then you put The Rock in there, and then you like then you got two guys who can't really act working against each other. I don't get. It's not, you gotta have the one guy who's just funny, but maybe can't act so well, and then you yeah. surrounded by professionals. Dude, you put Michael Caine and Kevin Hart yes, together. Yes. I bet you they'll come up with some funny shit on the yeah, spot. Yeah, just going out banging chicks. I love that stuff. <laughs> um, I wish to contact the show. Hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or Facebook, also Last Men Podcast. We just passed 50,000 people on Facebook, by the way. That's huge. Yeah, it's 40,000 Ukrainians, uh, about 9,000 okay. Finns, right. and there's some a couple guys in Nebraska. So we're getting any, any chicks or all dudes? Uh, I can't tell from the actual Facebook names, per se, because they're all in Cyrillic. But uh, I'm going to guess no. It's mostly, mostly dudes, if I had to guess. Sorry, this is not a, not a play for you to get action off of this. <laughs> All right, on to the show. Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, you like Bud Light. The thing about Bud, drinking Bud Light is you can't have just 10. You got to have like <laughs> you got to have like 50. Everyone I know who likes Bud Light drinks at least 10 at a time. So it doesn't seem like that's a really There is a I I don't know what it is and I don't think the batches are consistent, but there is a Bud Light that you get sometimes that tastes like glacier water and they're delicious and then sometimes it's, it's pretty rancid. I think it's the kind of thing, like, I get, like, playing softball and chugging, like, Bud Light when you're playing softball. I totally get that. That's a great experience. But there, you never see, like, a guy, like, at a decent, you know, restaurant ordering, like, a Bud Light with his, with his meal. Dude, I used to be that guy that would go to a bar and order a Bud Light, and yeah. I was like, what, what is the fucking point of I this? I don't understand it. You, like I said, you have to have at least 10. There's no point. If you're gonna, not going to commit to double digits, there's no reason to have Bud Light. And by the way, <laughs> double digits at the store still cost you, like, three bucks. So that's yeah. that's the kind of thing. And we all know what Bud Light is. Is one thing it is not is it's not Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen. That's not the Bud Light. Uh, that's not the Bud Light right visual mix. Chubby 
chubby Jews from chubby Canada. like early thirties, like you know, feminist, you know, liberal Hollywood, whatever it is. It's just not going to work with your glasses. Yeah, it doesn't work. But they somehow Bud Light had to make these commercials. They started with the Super Bowl this year. Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen. There was like the Bud Light political party was mocking the elections, uh, which were hot at the time. And again, Bud Light drinkers don't care don't care that much about other than they hate Hillary. If I'm speaking for myself as a Bud Light drinker. Uh, and Amy Schumer, they did this one where Amy Schumer's talking about the gender gap and like in the thing and how like, wow, women pay more for things like cars and clothes and other things, but they get paid less. And Seth Rogen's all upset about it. And they tell some people to drink Bud Light for some reason. I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite understand where their Bud Light was going with this. I didn't either. And now they've pulled the ads. They were supposed to run through the end of the year, but they've taken the money. And of all things, they've taken the money. And they're going to spend it on NFL ads. Which blow, blow my mind, blow my mind right there. That seems to me, if I'm the marketing guy, I skip Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen and go right for the go right for the NFL. Yeah, I've always I always thought mar- marketing is like the least impressive science because it always the winning formula is always the very most obvious thing that like a fifth grader can figure out. Well, yeah, it's it's not impressive. Bec- it's just because you live in LA and you know people that work in marketing, and they're the dumbest fucking people that you know. The uh, the ideas that work are always the ideas that, like it seems to me, are the most common sense ideas. Like, hey, we want to sell more Bud Light. Should we advertise with Amy Schumer gender pay gap, or should we go with uh, the NFL and the Cowboys? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, I don't know, man. That's a head scratcher. Or just a, a chick with huge tits, yeah. uh, holding a Bud Light. You yeah. can't drink watching it. A fo- watching a football in the game, commercial, but. Yeah, I mean anything. It it could just be, just take any porno and then blur out the the genital region. Well, so what happened with Bud Light? The Bud Light marketing geniuses found out was that the the commercials they ran with Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen worked very well among millennials and Hispan and younger Hispanics. Uh-huh. It really raised the awareness among those groups. And then some other genius found, ran the numbers and found out millennials and young Hispanics don't actually drink don't drink Bud Light. So it really had their sales just started sagging heavily. See, heavily it's not the year. like it's not a situation like Coca Cola. They can sell that shit to anyone because people are programmed to like store sugar and they just love sugar water. Um, and so for that reason, it's like a somewhat in demand product. Bud Light is like a fairly terrible product that's only existing because they've been pretty smart about advertising. And I think like a third of their entire operation is advertising budget. So it's almost like an emperor has no clothes type of product. So you can't start overthinking it. No, you think about Bud Light when you're going to tailgate with your buddies at the ball game. That's when you buy the 24, Grab the, the suitcase. Cheap 24 the pack. suitcase. I love the suitcase. And I'm, by the way, I'm quite certain that Bush and... Bush Light and Bud Light and, and also Bush and Bush uh, and Budweiser are the same exact product. Yes. But I feel like I'll be judged if I show up with the uh, Bush Light 18-pack. Yes. So I only buy the I buy the Bud Light out of fucking begrudgment. Do you go, hey, guys, what about that gender pay gap? How are we going <laughs> to solve that? Let's have a couple Bud Lights in our glasses and think about it. Yeah. Uh, it just made no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, this whole here's the thing. I think co- companies, and Anheuser-Busch is actually owned by a, I think it's a European or Russian company. It's a German, German somebody. Overseas they got bought by, bought by a big liquor conglomerate overseas. But here's the thing: American companies seem like always trying to get in this sort of like what's hip, what's cool right now among millennials. That seems to be their big thing. And so obviously in this year, and they're trying to get broad, they're trying to broaden out their their product. This year was like millennials complaining about like gender wage gap and Hollywood is going up. It's the year of the woman, and I'm with her and all the stuff like that. 
And so what do they always end up doing? This is why marketing people, I think, are stupid. They always end up going for the exact most on-the-nose possible thing they could do, yeah. which is let's get Amy Schumer. She's talking a lot about which this. even and- stupid consumers are like, hey, we know what you're doing. <laughs> yes. Like, even the dumbest motherfuckers on earth are like, yeah, this is somewhat fucking patronizing, right? Yes. And, I mean, one thing so Bud Light did was they actually spent some money after they dropped Schumer, and they're sponsoring this Lady Gaga fucking club tour she's doing, where she goes around to little tiny clubs. But I'm thinking, like, at least that, like, is like, we're not actually in your face about it. We're just sponsoring it. So we're going to be at these hip clubs around the country. Yeah. And you can see Bud Light signs, and Lady Gaga will be wearing some fucking Bud Light fucking bare naked stockings or some shit like that, whatever it is. But that's like, that's the way to, if you're going to try and reach out to a group that hates you naturally, that's the way to do it. You can't be in their face about it and say, like, oh, we're Bud Light. We're the, we're the beer of gender, gender, Dude, equal, gender people, equality millennials. The reason people chug beers and watch football is to escape from annoying fuckers yes. like Amy Schumer yes. talking about a non existent gender pay gap. Like, you, you're shooting yourself in the foot on this. At one. least beer is without fruit in it. It's my, <laughs> one of my fucking pet peeves. Do these things ever work? Like, I, I've seen just randomly you see so many promotional like people going around in costumes and you know hot chicks like hey you want to take a shot of this captain morgan or whatever does that entice like is someone like yes captain morgan is now my drink no i think i think i think it's just mostly for the rape culture (laughs) i don't know how that works (laughs) you're right i mean they give you like this the casa amigas uh tequila yeah and you're like you're gonna switch your oh yeah i had that at yankee doodle Right, uh, like, I think now for forever, forever, forever forward. I'm now a Casamigos man. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, if you, maybe if she slept with you, you would. I don't. I don't know. It seems like a very low level commitment. Yeah, I agree. But here's the thing: liquor companies, like you know, Budweiser, have to spend a shitload of money. They have to spend a shitload of money because they have to be constantly have, raise awareness among people. So just like McDonald's, just like car companies, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They're spending billions of dollars somewhere. Yeah. But why this fucking Amy Schumer thing? I never understood. It's going away. I, mean, I wish Amy Schumer would go away along with along with it. Please, I, I bet she still gets paid though. They probably, oh yeah, they oh, yeah. probably did a uh, upfront deal. Oh yeah, getting Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen to sell out for Bud Light is not cheap. That was not that did not come cheap. So yeah, because it was pretty embarrassing. Uh, even fa- like factoring in like that really was selling out. Oh, it was selling out. A doing liquor, B doing Budweiser, C doing Bud Light, and, and talking about gender pay gap. There was no way, like, if you're really, if she is really serious about her feminism, doing it, you know, selling it to a Bud Light commercial is not the. Well, way. I think I would do Bud Light, but I actually buy Bud Light on a, you know, you would, you're, you're a typical Bud, <laughs> typical Bud Light buyer. <laughs> would you do it with Seth Rogen? Yeah, I got no problem. Hi, Amy Schumer, Bud Light, go away. I do, I do like, like I said, if you're not doing double digits on Bud Light, don't, don't open the first one if you're not committed to at least 12. That's the way it goes. Don't break the seal. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Ashley Graham, I know uh, you rank her, I think, 17th on the list of fat women you uh, <laughs> masturbate to. Uh, she is very attractive, by the way. She's a very good-looking woman. I mean, her face, she's very yeah. beautiful. She has... Nice features. You're, so you're saying you're, you're counting her face and her body as separate entities, I guess. Uh, I'm saying if she lost weight, she'd be a really beautiful woman. I mean, she'd be. Like a, she's a model. She's a legitimate model-looking woman. She just happens to be overweight. So you're saying she doesn't gain weight in her face, is what you're saying? Uh, she's kind of big. What I'm saying is, if you thought about like a super hot model, I don't know, you know, one of the Victoria's Secret models that they put on 40 pounds, like a funhouse mirror. <laughs> yes. Okay. You're not going to throw them out. I love. By the way, I love when guys say, "I'm not going to throw her out of bed," as if that's some standard. That's like, who's ever, who's ever thrown a woman out of bed? That's just 
Guys love to say, like, oh, I went through outer bed. Like, no, you won't. I know that. I realize that. We could be talking about anybody. You went through outer bed. No, no. Has a man ever thrown a naked woman out of his bed before? I, I don't know. There was a paper bag thing. I always thought it was an urban legend. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think this is this is not a good standard. So Ashley Graham, here's the thing about Ashley Graham. So she's she's opened up the wide world of plus size modeling to women after all the after like the last three years of her fame, and yet there's still only one plus size model, which happens to be Ashley Graham. So I give her credit for inventing essentially inventing a niche and pretending it's a real thing. Uh, plus size ballerinas. No. Or plus size figure skaters. What you can't do a quadruple axle with the extra seventy pounds hanging out of your fucking tights? Sure. Maybe models aren't supposed to be fat. I'm sure I tell a story more, but I knew a girl growing up, and she was really into ballet. She took all the ballet from whatever baby age, all the shit like that. Was wanted to be a ballerina so bad, and then puberty hit, and she's got enormous fucking tits, <laughs> <laughs> just enormous, like the kind you think would be fake, but they're just real. <laughs> like where you're like when you're whatever fourteen, fifteen, all the grown men are looking at you. Uh. Just enormous. She got kind of big hips, big everywhere. She just blossomed into like a big, you know, Ashley Graham type girl. And she did this last, I remember she did this last performance like at school or something like that in front of everybody. It was just like in her, in her belly thing. And all the guys were just looking at her tits. She was just like, she was so top heavy. It was ridiculous. She retired. Around. She retired shortly after that. <laughs> and it was always like, don't you feel bad for I'm like, I don't know. I mean, aren't the big tits going to serve her better in life than her ballet? Yeah, that's just not what you're supposed to. It, you know, it'd be like where, a, where, was she, where was she really going in ballet? I mean, where, where, where are you going to climb to in ballet? It'd be like a dude that was six foot in the, uh, you know, five ten in the fifth grade, and then he's trying to, you know, play basketball. It was like, no, it just didn't. People go different ways. Life can really work out in any number of different. I bet those times. big tits served her better than any ballet. What are, you, what are you looking at? Community, a community ballet theater? That's not getting you anywhere. I mean, it sucks. I guess that your craft is gone at that point. You know, you're like a painter who's lost his hands or something, but it's like, you know. Also, I'm I'm not really a foot guy, but the the um, deformity on the ball oh, of the nasty, foot yeah. with the ballet is uh, that that should negate the entire practice. Yeah, I saw they should there uh, a little while back they're showing Victoria Beckham's feet. She like from wearing high heels, super high heels for like 20 years. Uh, and their feet and, the, and a bunch of other models and their feet are so deformed. They just yeah, they're like, like like fucking hobbit feet. They're just disgusting. I, yeah, I have a friend that did ballet, a lesbian. I shouldn't say her name because she might not want everyone to know this. But yeah, she might be the only lesbian ballet person. She, she will had, find her. She had the ballet to where it looked like she had another foot coming out of her foot. <laughs> so in order to correct this procedure, they were like, well, what we're going to do is break both your feet, yes. reshave them. You'll, just, you'll be in the wheelchair for three months. That's just the one foot. And then we'll repeat the process. And I was like, man, she must really hate this uh, nasty foot thing. People love ballet. I, I, do. I don't know what it is. Ashley Graham cannot do ballet. But here's, here's the thing about Ashley Graham. So she's, I give her business credit. I love giving women business credit because I actually admire women uh, and men, too, who find a niche. And even in this modern world, make that's politically correct, so be it. They figure out a way to make millions of dollars off something that shouldn't exist in the first place. They're not really <laughs> right. hurting anybody, I would say, until I saw started seeing more Ashley Graham stuff where she's posting shit on Instagram to her 5 million followers. Basically, all these positive messages to over, overweight women saying, it's cool to be overweight, essentially, is what she's saying. Like, you should... Losing weight won't help you in any way. It won't make you smarter. It won't make you prettier. It won't make you more creative or intelligent or all this shit like that. So she's saying, like, what? what is she, like... I think she's implying that, like, you don't need to lose weight, which is somewhere between this fine line of saying, like, women don't deserve to be ridiculed for being overweight, which I sort of agree with, except when I'm making jokes about them. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see her making that point. That's a valid point. And saying, like, oh, it's okay to be overweight. Don't do anything about it. Should be the middle ground she's preaching, shouldn't it? I mean, she shouldn't be telling women, five million women who follow her, that like it's super cool to be overweight, should she? That's actually hurting people. Yeah, well, I think obesity might be the 
biggest public health crisis that we have. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, her thing, I think, is like, well, I don't have to be a certain type. There is no guy walking around saying, I think all women should weigh 115. Like, no, uh, like no, no. guy is doing that. No one. That's those things always. Those, straw those, man. Those urban legends, by the way, that straw man always, always cycles back to women's magazines. Yeah. Where they're promoting this anorexic view of women. It's always been by female editors and female magazines for women. There's never men involved in the process. But somehow the patriarchy is always always the thing in Britain shit. where they're like, I I deserve to go to the beach too. It's like, you ever go to a beach? It's all fat people. Yes. No, the fucking dudes that are cut and <laughs> jacked the fuck up are not walking around making fun of it. No one's doing it. If they did, they'd be a huge fucking douchebag and no. they'd be fucking ridiculed by their own peers. No, there's a hundred billion videos on YouTube, and they always have to find one where guys are making fun of fat girls, and that's the, <laughs> that's how all guys are. Right. It's always the one. You're right. There's only there's some asshole dude. Yeah, they get drunk and might make some fat jokes like. The uh, British I, might do, I might do it. Yeah, I might. <laughs> once in a while. But you're right. That's the exception. That's not the rule. Uh, but here's the thing. So, I mean, I get the fact that she's making money off this shit, and I get the fact that she doesn't want to, you know, she's fighting against the belittling, the ridicule and mocking of fat women just for being fat. And by the way, mocking fat women probably doesn't, outright mocking probably doesn't help them at all, probably makes them eat more. <laughs> but should she really, should she really be saying, like, while I respect you being overweight and you shouldn't be ridiculed, by the way, you should, like, eat less and exercise more and we should all try to get healthier together. Yeah, I think that that would be a good message for, for anyone, whether you need to, not need to, but whether you're five pounds overweight or, or 50, we could all eat better and probably exercise more, right? That's really nice, Matt, that you said <laughs> fucking PSA. Uh, here's the thing. She shouldn't worry, by the way, that all her, fa- all her people are going to lose weight and be slender and that she's going to lose her job. Because, by the way, this never, that's never going to happen anyhow. I, I, I liken this to like the dentist telling you to brush like five times a day and floss five <laughs> times a day. That if actually all their patients did, they'd never need a dentist. Right. The dentist knows you're not going to do that. He just says that shit to you to make himself feel, make himself seem like a doctor. Yeah. With but her- he's counting, his business is counting on the fact that you're not following. She can tell people like lose weight, exercise more, eat healthy. Like maybe two percent will. The other ninety eight percent won't. Yeah, I, I can't tell how much she's actually buying into her own bullshit. I because I just I don't know her. I, I know nothing about her. But um, I'd say it's ninety percent for the money. Just all for the money. Yeah, I mean, I think she was a naturally large woman. And she, like I said, to her credit, she figured out a way to turn that into a big money-making business. But I think I also believe that if that business went away and the new business was like, look, Ashley, we got a $5 million endorsement deal for you, but you got to get, get back to slender weight. She'd be fucking hitting the boot camp and hitting the carrot sticks and losing 30 I'm, pounds fast. I'm not fast. buying her workout videos because no. I feel like she only puts on a workout outfit, which, by the <laughs> way, you can work out in a T-shirt. You can work out in anything, really. Uh, no. The, 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 well, you sound like they're on Rhode Island. Major who battle. Pro- you sound like the Rhode Island guy who got the, pro- the, the yoga pants protest against him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, I mean, when, you know, I, I go to the gym. I, I don't uh, spend half an hour getting ready. I you know, simply stumble in there. Um the the five second chunks of the workouts yes. like I'm not I'm not convinced she's doing a full workout. Her longest workout uh, tape I saw was sixty seconds, and it was there were some breaks there were some breaks in, there were some breaks in between. The other you know there, the woman I, I who tried to do this is Robin Lolly. I got in kind of a tri- uh, Twitter beef with her, <clears throat> but on Instagram and Twitter she's only posting photos of uh, like cupcakes and and like. Uh, fucking chicken fried steaks like the most unhealthy shit you could possibly she's think the one of. that says it's okay to be fat basically i don't know what her fucking point is but you gotta up your twitter battle game by the way yeah i know you gotta get away from the girls eating the fried chicken well i think i actually made her feel bad and, and uh, so now you, i feel kind of bad but 
Point uh, being, like, dude, people that are in, it's dude, it's the same fucking thing. There's no chick walking around like Robin, uh, like uh, what's her name, Ashley Graham, going, "I'm a beautiful woman who weighs 115 pounds." They don't need to say that, and they don't fucking do it. And it's the same thing with fucking Instagram. No one's posting people that weigh a, a normal, uh, healthy weight aren't posting photos of triple cheeseburgers because no. they probably don't fucking eat them. No, and if they do, they. I don't know. Go to the gym the next day. Here's what I really. Here's what. Here's my summation. Women are very fucking complicated. <laughs> women have a lot. Of, women have a lot of shit to worry about. That seems like they're just creating for themselves to worry about. But I think Ashley Graham ought to at least, I, at some level, when you have five million Instagram followers and you're preaching like lifestyle slash medical slash health health and living type advice, I think at some level you owe it to those people to actually give some healthy advice at some point. You can't just tell people it's okay to stay fat. No, dude. All those people are awesome. Those 400-pound chicks, you just do you. You're fucking No, nah, I'm going with civic duty. I'm going with civic duty, Ashley Call like, Just call one person a fatty. I, I dare you. <laughs> Talking about how she loves her, 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 her cellulite in her thighs. Like, yeah, but I don't know. Here's my thing. Go to your doctor. Tell, tell your doctor, like, look, doc. It, it can be a female doctor because women can be doctors these days, I understand. Mm. And say, look, doc, all political correctness and body shaming aside and how much you want to keep me as a patient aside, what do you think should be my ideal weight about? And I think that should be the target. That yeah, should be it, like a basic target. It would target. be interesting to get Ashley Graham. And you know when you go to the optometrist and they go, when's it blurry? Like, yes. show her progressively fatter better, women. Better worse. And go, all right, so... When when does it a little too much? When does your eye start to fucking bleed? Well, there was like that. We remember that story of the supersized model in Britain who was pregnant and said her doctor said she was healthier, couldn't be healthier. Yeah, she was a liar though. Yeah, she was a liar. I wanted, me, I wanted the doctor to say that on camera. I want to see the doctor say like, yeah, extra 150 pounds seems really healthy to well, you. And Charlie the baby. Sheen has a doctor that says goat milk cures AIDS. I mean, yes. there are fucking. In compromised, retarded doctors out there. Just go on record, Ashley Graham. Here's all I want you to do: just like pick one woman who's heavy. Get her down to normal size, and I bet that'll be a bigger accomplishment than all this other shit you're doing. Although I admit you can't make millions of dollars doing that. That, that health and fitness field, that's pretty packed. Being the one plus-size model in the world is a solid business model. <laughs> a very solid business model. All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, Evan wants to know, uh, there's a story this week uh, we covered. It was in BuzzFeed. I know you read BuzzFeed regularly, although you keep asking for more listicles. <laughs> I miss the old listicles on Butterfield. They're always good for a good listicle. Paragraphs really hurt my brain. <laughs> they really Is do. there any way you could show me a photograph? <laughs> uh, by the way, all their, all their job ads, I notice they all say, must be good at listicles yeah. and typing and making lists. I'm like, oh, those are, that's the kind of people you're looking for. Uh, why don't you just say stupid? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, they covered the story. It was kind of a story that blew up a little bit out of Yukon. These two girls, and I'm going to read the email first. Uh, everyone, so somehow, doesn't the term fuckboys... Fuck boys. I said it, Brian. Fuck you. Uh, doesn't the term fuck boys seem kind of like, oh, I don't know, sexist? Uh, so these two girls at UConn, Jessica Zarnes and Lexi Fergola, whose names I pronounced, and it was too bad, one's in the mob probably. Uh, <laughs> they, had, they decided to dress up for Halloween as something they called fuck boys, which is a term. Have you ever heard this term before? No. I kind of admire the term only because it's catchy. Uh, what they did was a... Uh, sounds like a, a gay male prostitute. <laughs> yes. It does sound like... It does sound like a rent boy you puts out. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound that. It sounds... Because every boy... Well, boy is demeaning in, in a number of ways. Um, although girl, boy and girl, but you can call a woman a girl. I don't feel like it's offensive, but... Uh, 
It does sound like something you order when the minute you land in Thailand, <laughs> if you're on a on a Gary Glitter trip. I don't know. So these girls dressed up as what they called fuck boys, which is what these two girls did. Was they took, they basically they trolled the they trolled the internet as far as I can tell. They put it. They spent a lot of time there at the University of Connecticut, so there's probably a lot of free academic time. <laughs> they. They, UConn, private, not, not known for being the most rigorous <laughs> rigorous academic institution. It's a private school, right? Uh, UConn, I believe it's a state school, but it's, you know, it's the girls have a lot of time for selfies and Snapchat. Let's put it that you way. You don't end up, your parents have a shitload of money. Uh, it's, a place, it's, a play, it's a place you go when you got to go to college. For the lazy, there's nothing worse than a lazy rich kid. There's a, what I, what I, I would like to see a politician, instead of saying politicians saying all kids need to go to college, is it like really? No, not all kids need to go to college. We gotta get rid of some of these colleges. We gotta get rid of some of these colleges where girls are going to fucking spend all their time on Snapchat and troll, troll guys. Like that's what I want a politician. Probably say. getting class credit for it too. Oh yeah. So these girls, basically, what they're doing is they're, they're taking a lot of selfies on Instagram and, and Snapchat and going on Tinder and all these other places. And then they're like baiting. Seems to be baiting boys, like putting half sexy shots of themselves and whatever it is. And then boys would invariably, uh, young men, boys would invariably write back like overly sexy, some guys, write back, you know, come ons, nasty shit, sexually charged stuff, write back to them. And they took the best of those or the mo- worst of those, they cut them out and pasted them on their outfits and called themselves fuckboys. I think this was their feminist stand they were trying to do. This is really clever of them. Uh, well, here's the thing. Hey, you're trolling. Hey, what are you trying to prove that like 19 year old boys will fucking, on, on, Anonymous accounts on the internet when they when you're baiting them with like low cut topless <laughs> selfies they or right nasty sh- shit they too. They could have shown them full fucking vag shots. You don't know that they heavily edited it. Oh, they have or ninety five percent of the response they got could have been actually polite and kind. They edited those out as well. They took the crude ones, which by the way I'm willing to believe from seeing enough Twitter and Instagram that guys, you know, young guys write nasty, you know, crude stuff to women who are showing off their tits on on the internet. Of course, of course they are. So what do you? Is this really a? By the way, it's not like guys are just doing this with zero uh, response or reward system back. No, Everyone's no. doing it. Yeah, no, it's like a fucking hamster with a pellet, dude. <laughs> so you know these girls are responding. So what are they trying to prove? It seems to me feminists have lost their way a little bit. So the old school feminists, you know, didn't want to be like I don't know raped, and they want to have they want to go have sex themselves, a lot of sex themselves. Yeah. Now the feminists on college campuses don't seem to be that interested in sex. They're just interested in entrapping and showing off how entrapping and showing off how young men are really horrible, misogynist, sex, sexual pigs. Yeah, and the stuff that they picked out for their fuckboy quotes was like really tame to me. I was like, oh, I actually have a slightly outside of you two fucking cunts. I have a slightly better view of humanity because you know there's really nasty shit that goes on online. I, oh yeah, I, I didn't read all of them, so you know don't present me with something. Uh, it was it was very run of the mill, like you know what you'd expect, like a dumb, probably half in the bag, like nineteen year old boy to write to a girl who was wearing a tight tank top on in a, a selfie. Well, I would I would be more concerned if if guys weren't writing that. <laughs> yes. I mean, what what else do you think would possibly happen? You're putting yourself out there on a fucking platform which is ostensibly a, a meat market. Yes. So, what the fuck? Now you're pissed. That, that's why fucking people get annoyed with with uh, stupid, entitled uh, chicks from Connecticut. Usually, they're always from Connecticut, I feel like. Because <laughs> this type of shit's fucking annoying. You're abusing the, the privilege of using this platform. Well, I think also, I think, so what happens is, so we have this thing called the rape culture. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, and the rape culture basically implies that anything men, you know, like young men do that young men have been doing for the last 10 million years is now implicitly rape. 
Well, have they been raping for the last ten? Well, there used to be a lot of rape. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, that's part of it. But I think we've, I think we as a, as a modern culture decide that like the definition, of, like more more intellectually honest people decide to know what the definition of rape is, and we define it criminally. And criminal laws, criminal language is sort of what we've all agreed upon as society should exist, and the rest is just name calling. So I think there's a point at which you need to say like you need to separate like what is rape culture versus what are just nineteen year old, twenty year old guys like saying like nice tits. <laughs> like on like on the internet, and they're not the same. And they're not the same. And you need to understand that like baiting guys into being guys, which they think they've always been. You can't stop a young. You can't stop a college age guy from being a fucking horny pig. Basically, yeah. I think that's just the nat- that's anthropologically their nature. You can stop them from committing crimes. You can stop them from touching you know inappropriately touching women. But you can't stop them when you're putting, you know, uh, sexy photos of yourself online and they're anonymous. People genetically are programmed to. Part of being in college is you're just selecting a mate. That's why everyone's fucking in college. You're se- it's a sexually aggressive period in your life when you need to be told, like, look, you can't. I understand you can't touch women inappropriately, but like, if shit if shit comes out of your mouth because you're fucking horny and frustrated, if shit comes out of your mouth, and if you don't want to be in those places, I mean, we all understand that women who dress like provocatively don't deserve to be, you know, att- assaulted by men. But now it's the point when they need to when they want to say like I don't deserve to be looked at by men or I don't deserve to have whistled be whistled at by men or comments by men and if you are that's a tantamount to rape and I think that really hurts us when we make the definition like of sexual assault so comprehensive and so broad that it includes like very natural male behavior. Yeah, it's logically a total red herring too because if a chick you know you're flirting with uh, someone online, people meet online, if you're not aggressive you're never going to meet the girl so the the people who fucked that made you yes right that made you have your stupid fucking opinions their dad said something along the lines of what this guy is saying to you on uh snapchat to your mom right or, or worse he made a move without even saying anything and grabbed her tit or whatever he did or you know kissed her without asking her i mean he actually went in there and did some shit because that's how you came, that's where you came from you're right yeah. I mean, and that, by the way, would be considered sexual assault on campus, uh, at kissing a woman without permission, uh, let alone, uh, you know, gra- grabbing her or whatever. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough out there for a man, isn't it? I mean, you're trying to, like, woman wants you to do something, you know, say something, you know, to take the first step. But the first step, by the way, is now illegal. Uh, and you don't know what's going on. You're kind of fucking scared shitless. So what do you do? You, you head back to your room, wherever it is. You get on an anonymous email, anonymous Twitter account, and start saying nasty shit about some girl showing off her tits on, yeah. online. It's like an Ouroboros thing. And I guarantee you half of those guys are like, oh, those are those super annoying twats down the hall. Yes. Like, why don't we troll them? And everyone thinks they're trolling each other and that they're such fucking geniuses. Yes. And it turns out they're all fucking idiots at the same time. Well, there was part of the story on BuzzFeed was how the girls mentioned how, like, even guys were coming up to us and apologizing for themselves acting like fuck boys at times right and i thought no that never fuck it they, either that never happened or b it happened because the guys want to fuck you yeah it happened while they the were wearing makes... the fuck boy costume yes. and they aren't able to discern are they fucking anyone i want to see the guy they're fucking and just fucking take a look at i'm this. glad you mentioned the parents because whenever i see college whenever i see social media shit like this about girls in college especially girls and guys doing stupid shit my first thought is always like they're poor fucking parents mm-hmm. because um, the parents are sitting there thinking like uh, are the parents th- thinking who's paying by the way the parents are paying for all this are they thinking wow we're really proud of our daughter for taking a feminist stand or are they thinking like oh Jesus should we just shut the fuck up and get your college degree and maybe find a guy who can take care of you because this shit ain't getting us anywhere yeah, I think they're thinking like yeah maybe we're, we're not working with a doctorate here <laughs> yeah. um, 
Why don't we? Yeah, let's go with the communications and let's let Daddy get out here while yes. he's not too far uh, in the hole. If your kid, if your if your parents are paying, if your parents are paying for your college, the very one thing that you owe them, forget like going on to become a doctor, lawyer. That's just not happening to these ladies. The very one thing you owe them is not to be appear fucking half naked or doing stupid shit drunk on social media, where they have to see it. That's the one thing you owe them, right? I mean, that's it. Really, it, is that they should think that like you're in the library studying. And not right. that you're wearing, you're not calling yourself a fuckboy and wearing shit out to parties. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm am just so fucking annoyed by this whole thing. Like, I don't. I know that people are not that great, and when you're young, you do stupid shit. But it's the thinking that you're awesome part that really kind of irks me a little bit. Well, I think also people. On, I mean, I remember college, and I think people there were legitimate protests. Right? People legitimate, and college is a great place to p- protest because it's a very safe space. Essentially, no one's going to throw a brick at your head or beat you down with a truncheon or shit like that. Yeah. You can protest pretty much anything on college campuses. You're protected. So there were like, like an, uh, anti-apartheid rallies or anti-corporate whatever or like murders in Zimbabwe or what, you know, AIDS stuff or whatever it was. There were people legitimately protesting social issues that really put themselves out there, at least in some sort of march or carrying signs or fucking scrambling to do shit. And this kind of like... Really, like, we're just in a very lame time period. Yeah, I, I mean, if you stack up those issues, apartheid, uh, sort of legislative ignoring or not acknowledging of AIDS, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, when I post cleavage, guys say they want to fuck me. Yes. Okay, I'm not sure how that really stacks up to the injustices that you've mentioned previously. Yeah, even though, even, femi- even feminists were, like, protesting, like, you know, women aren't allowed in this club, or women aren't allowed on the campus, or women aren't allowed in this sweater, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, totally. That made sense to me, but like, yeah, like you said, like I should, I have the right to show my tits, and guys can't whistle or holler shit at me. That's that's not the same. That's not the same thing. But in the mindset of a 2016 feminist, it is exactly the same thing, right? That's all rape. It's well, all rape. Some, it's all, I don't think most of them, but yeah, some. But I mean, the joke's on them because no one's ever going to love them. Ooh, I like that. And by the way, do you like do you, do you agree with what I said the other day that uh, moderate feminists need to call out extreme feminists as being twats, just like the moderate Muslims need to call out ISIS for saying like, "Look, you're doing the corrupt version of this shit." Like, I, should, yeah, I think so. I mean, should women be calling this shit out? Like, shouldn't women feminists be calling this shit out and saying that these girls, fuck these fuckboy girls, like? Look, we don't we don't have no idea what the hell you're doing, but stop it! You're fucking embarrassing. It us. seems so far removed from the actual issue of. I, I, I don't know. Is rape under... I, I don't know what... There are some, some issues, right? But this this seems so unrelated to the issue. It seems like two girls trying to get attention on... Uh, even more attention by way of a BuzzFeed story. Dude, I get chicks dress up for Halloween and try... I, I just never understood the part of thinking that you're fucking great. I, I, that's a new thing, I think. Yeah, you and I come from a different generation when our parents told us how ungrate we were. <laughs> constantly. Every teacher we had, every coach we had told us constantly how horrible and, and mediocre we were. Yeah, pretty much. I think that we got to go, we got to go back to that shit. <laughs> All right, uh, let me ask you, Matt. Uh, Mila Kunis, uh, uh, if you like, she's also Jewish. You can do a Jewish, Jewish uh, charge later on. Uh, Russian and Russian, Russian Jew. Yeah, she was spoke, grew up spoke, speaking Ukrainian. Uh, she has a charge of sexism in Hollywood. I love there's, this. This is like 2016 now is a year because of the, I think a lot of because of the Clinton campaign and the I'm with her shit and all the stuff like that. This is a year if you got shit to say about how you were sexist, uh, gender biased or a victim of se- sexism or 
anything less than assault, but more than like nothing. This is a year you come out with your story. This is it. You got it. Like you got five days left. Oh, uh, it'll keep going. The, you know the people saying racism is dead because Obama was elected and he's black. That that's. Well, but I, to be fair, racism still is not dead. Still is not dead. No, of course not. So yeah, I mean there are guys being shot by cops. Black guys being shot by cops still. But I'm talking about women like in Hollywood talking about how they've been fairly treated as women. I'm saying they're going to continue with their stupid-ass anecdotes because they're going to say, just because a woman was elected president oh, doesn't yeah. mean that we don't still have... I agree it'll still continue, but I think we're in a very rush right now where women are trying yeah, to get Yeah, we're in out. a rush, yeah, yeah Because yeah, anything yeah. that come out now is being picked up by the media in, in, in triple time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Mila Kunis put out a story uh, today, an open letter, by the way. You know how I feel about open letters. <laughs> if you have to write an open letter, that means nobody asked you to write it. Right. So inherently, you're just being obnoxious. Just being a fucking obnoxious. Yeah, we'll do the math on the open letter part. If you write a thing that no no one asked for, yes. it's obviously open. There was a guy back in my hometown who wrote a column every week, and it was titled, Nobody Asked Me But. <laughs> <laughs> and even as a young child, I thought, like, why the fuck don't you just show up? <laughs> You're just admitting, admitting that nobody wants to hear from you. Like, <laughs> worst fucking title ever. Like, I know he thought it was ironic, but I took it very literally. Right. Like, no one asked you, so why the fuck are you still talking? <laughs> Uh, Kunis' story falls under that category. She had to get her sexism charges, so she wrote an open letter, and she wrote in there like how sexism is rampant in Hollywood, and it's affected her. By the way, I love how all these celebrities always like tie back in the sexism or gender bias stories to like the general population of women, the you know the suffering, disenfranchised. Yeah. But they don't do it until it starts with a story about themselves. <laughs> like there's no there's no one out there like fighting for the rights of the common woman until. If something happens to them, then they have to complain about it. Then they have to tie it back into the common yeah, woman. Yeah. It's like some guy groped me on the bus. You know, I got to take two of them to work. But no, tell me again about your uh, yes. fucking audition yeah. or whatever. Until, it affects, until the common woman was affected by how a Hollywood producer made her do shit. Uh, so she wrote two. She wanted to come up. She didn't want to just say Hollywood sex. She had to come with two specific examples of how she's been affected by sexism in Hollywood. Two concrete. So you know she's not lying. <laughs> yeah. Two possibly made up examples. <laughs> Made up concrete, made up concrete examples. Uh, again, following the pattern of all these women, where they don't name any names of the guys involved, so they say a Hollywood producer or Hollywood director. They do not name the names, which we talked about this before with uh, with the uh, what's her face uh, who fucked up her face, uh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan, yes, Rose, sorry, uh, Rose McGowan, who, where she calls about, and hers was actually like a touching assault case, I think. But again, she didn't mention she didn't mention the name because. You can't mention if you mention well, the minute you mention the name of the guy, the guy is going to mount a defense, right? And yeah. start coming up with shit and saying that didn't happen. B, you did this, all this stuff. So it seems to be very cowardly to like charge something and not name the name. So she doesn't name the name. Her first example was this fact that she made a movie, and after the movie was done, the producer of the movie, the producer of the film, insisted, really pushed her and, and goaded her to do a sexy magazine cover. Not like Playboy shit like that. I assume it was GQ or Esquire. Because she done a bunch of those already, so it probably seemed plausible. Anytime a movie... Anytime, people don't maybe not realize it. Anytime like a movie comes out, all the actors then start suddenly appearing in all the magazine covers. Yeah. Because the publicity is part of the publicity department. So they cover it and they find somebody to talk about them in People or in fucking Good Housekeeping or whatever magazine it they is. They do a conservative kind of bikini lingerie shoot and Always. No Esquire, Esquire and GQ do very much more racy type shit. Men's Health or whatever they do much more racy shit. I'm thinking of Maxim, which... Maxim, maybe. I don't know what the movie she's talking like, about. I think it's what retards jerk off to. Yes. But it wasn't going to be nude. It was going to be sexy, whatever shit. She's done that stuff before and obviously... So she claims the producer did that. That's a sexist act because he pushed her to... Because she's a woman to show off her tits in a magazine cover to promote the movie. Mm. 
Here's my question before we get to the second horrible the example. The movie in which she's showing off her tits, which probably, is why she pro- got the role in the pro- movie? Probably. Okay. Uh, is, it, is, is something inherently sexist because a man asks a woman to do it? Because what, if this was Shannon Tatum or Mark Wahlberg, what the producer then say, you got to get ripped and do fucking topless, uh, you know, men's health or fucking whatever gay-ass magazine shit like that? <laughs> they, of course they do. Shannon Tatum for fucking Magic Mike was like dressed like a fire, topless fireman in about 85 magazines. Shannon Tatum is telling himself that he's sucking guys off for the fucking yes. role. Yes. Right. Hey, Mark Wahlberg is fucking ripping his ripping his fucking muscles and every fucking He's bag. doing so many stare. He's going to yes. die 20 years too young. I mean, is it like there was no there was no evidence in her suggestion that it was because she was a woman other than the fact that men want to see women on magazine covers. But obviously the producer the only thing people care about in Hollywood is money and they wanted to get their money back on this fucking 50 million dollar film and so they wanted to promote it and she's claiming that's sexism. Don't we have to draw a line that, like, not everything men ask? I mean, shouldn't we just call guys in Hollywood assholes as opposed to sexist? I did notice this phenomenon pretty early on where I I had this girlfriend and, you know, I would do a ton of sort of manual labor, uh, take out the trash, uh, I don't know, buy her some shit, pay for a bunch of shit. You're a good uh, guy, Matt. Fucking. You're a really good guy. (laughs) And then one time I was like, hey, uh, why don't you make a, a sandwich? And she said... Uh, don't don't tell me to make a sandwich. It was this bizarre double standard that I didn't understand. Did you just, did you just tell me to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen? <laughs> like, okay, well, don't tell me to take out the trash. I did it voluntarily just because it's somewhat of a symbiotic relationship. But uh, no, well, like it's a, the, mi- it's a mind it's a mindset that if a man asks a woman anything that's you know that's uncomfortable. What's well, an ignorant way of thinking, isn't it? That it's sex. That we, so I think people get caught up in language. We're going to talk about linguistics later. That's a fun topic. But I think people get caught up in language, which is like we talked about this in the last statement with, with, with people charging rape or things like that or, or sexual, you know, misogynist behavior among young college guys. Is anything a man does to a woman inherently sexist? I mean, it is technically, right, sexist because he's asking her because he's a woman. He's not going to ask her if she's not a woman to show off her tits and maxim. So is that inherently sexist or is he just a struggling business guy who has a $50 million fucking negative drop on a movie that he's making money and he's asking fucking any, the lead actress to, you know, to, to show off in a magazine to sell more tickets? I, I mean, I don't know the tone of it. So she didn't do it, right? No, by the way, she didn't do so it. So she wasn't forced to do it. She didn't do it. He, he basically insisted a lot and basically threatened her with like, you know, if you don't do this shit, I'm not going to hire you the next time. Fine. She didn't, she didn't do it. And then she pointed out, I got 10 more movie roles after this. So there are no consequences. Although I could see how there could be. And we talked about like the uh, Fox News thing a few weeks ago, Roger Ailes. I mean, women, there are cases where women probably are sexually, you know, uh, hit on by their bosses and if they don't do it they fucking lose jobs and shit like that but that doesn't seem to be the case here at all it seems to be a, it seems to be a movie producer just trying to get as many tickets sold for his movie as possible and asking her to do sexy shoots because if she does a non-sexy shoot in Red Book they're not going to sell tickets well, yeah and, and something that sort of happens amongst genders everyone has to sort of do things they don't really want to do that's what being a professional is no one's saying oh you got to do this uh, there's, pro- there's probably more shoot but there's probably more actresses asked to do sexy photo shoots for promotion than men are probably. I would guess that. Okay, well, no yeah, one's asking Seth Rogen to do a sexy photo shoot for you know for his movie. There's still this for the same period of hours. They're probably still doing shit that they don't really want to be doing. That yeah. they'd rather be watching TV on their couch. Yeah, right? they're doing TV it interviews. Happens that people that women are more aesthetically uh, valued than than men. But what? That's what what, is, isn't that also why what they does got this hired? Mean, that women are supposed to, yes, that's why, that's why she they got, got hired. That's why they got hired. So her second, lest you think there's only one example of Mila Kunis' uh, horrible sexist fate in Hollywood, there's another example where she got an email 
So she started in, in response to this. She said, I'm not going to put up with the shit anymore with the producers. I'm going to start my own production company, which she did. Uh, and immediately with her own production company, they had a project going on. And she caught wind of an email that went around uh, that said, oh, described her Mila Kunis as Ashton Kutcher's wife and baby mama. <laughs> she said completely objectified her. Took away all the, t- the efforts of her team and herself towards this movie project. By the way, movie people take themselves way too seriously. This is not like a rocket launch NASA project. This is a movie project. No, she. by the way, she's like fairly untalented. So I feel like she should maybe kind of count her lucky blessings on this one. She, wrote, she said how, uh, she wrote how this really hurt her. This objectified her. Women are subject to this. By the way, if there was only one Hillary Clinton email, there would not be a scandal. There's like 500,000. So if you have to go back to your 50 years of emails, you can only find one that's offensive. Yeah. I'm assuming you generally don't receive offensive, you don't receive offensive emails. Because I got, I got 30 just from this past week that are a lot worse than that. When people always have one example of an email or one example of a text that's horrible, you got to ask for like 20 more. Because if you don't have at least 20 horrible emails from somebody, that's not a pattern. Yeah, I mean, if you clean out the cache of your emails, you've got you've pretty much been threatened with every crime on the fucking planet, <laughs> yes. right? Especially an entertainer, you know that. We've got all sorts of shit. Uh, so here's the thing. So she said being, being just called Ashton Kutcher's wife was really demeaning and objectifying to her as a woman. Okay, so by the way, she wrote this open letter on, on Ashton Kutcher's website, which really killed me. Uh, so she had to go to her husband's website to print the letter because I don't know if anyone else wanted it. So to get all the positive response, he has a, a website called aplus.com. Which she is, actually talks to that fucking guy every day. Yeah, I know. I feel I do. That's by the way. Jesus the, Christ. The biggest hardship she has in her life is that. That's <laughs> clearly that. Horrifying. Uh, this goes back to my general point. I've always, I make every single fucking week here, Matt, which is I don't think fucking really rich, well-off, you know, people with great lives can really complain about shit. I mean, yeah, if you got assaulted or attacked, of course. But really, the two examples she pointed after thinking about, like, her, her husband or somebody said, think about the two worst examples. you got to put really clear examples. This is the two worst things you came up with. you got a pretty fucking easy, yeah. you got a pretty fucking easy life. You're pretty lucky in that case. I mean, think about all the shit women have to do. I thought she was going to come up with, I had to suck this guy off, and then I had to do this. Well, she probably fucking... did that at first, but I don't think she's going to really bring <laughs> she's not gonna write about that stuff. The... <laughs> I mean, I, look, I would, would you agree it's probably it's a lot of shit women have to do in this business and probably other businesses that men don't have to do? Uh, but then again, you know, being a pretty woman, she gets an advantage. She gets an advantage from that. But I don't think like if you're those are your two worst examples. I have to believe women out there who've suffered a lot of shit are going like, just shut the fuck up, <laughs> just, just shut the fuck up. That's really I would kill to I would kill to have your fucking problems, right? Yeah, I mean, especially when you're just not that hot and are like a fucking billionaire for God knows why. Like, what, how could you possibly complain? I feel like she's the, the last person that should ever complain. It's a little bit like Trump going to the black communities and talking about black, the problems black people have. I just, it's just, it's just no matter, even if he, even if he really, really felt it, it's just not the right mess. He's just not the right messenger. It just doesn't come off as authentic. It's the same with fucking people who live in fucking mansions and have nannies and all the shit complaining about stuff, light stuff. It's just it's so hard. It's, we talked about DiCaprio and the environmental shit last week. It's so hard for those people to come off as authentic about anything, unless there's some brutal crime or something like that. Just to complain about like fucking, I had to work with it. I had to, I had a boss who was a jerk I don't think for it's like hard a week. To come off as authentic if you're authentic. I mean, why don't we talk about how your publicist made you marry gay Ashton Kutcher and then <laughs> how you have his fucking zygote baby or whatever, like. What the fuck? I, what, you, what, what, maybe you, maybe that open really, letter's coming. Do you think this is one of her top ten real problems, or do you think she's just fucking full of shit? 
I think she earnestly believes... Uh, two things. I think earnestly she believes she suffered. And I think because all, because celebrities always think they suffer worse than anybody else. And B, I think that this is the year of the woman. And I think she sees all the other celebrities and actors putting out their, their suffering stories, sexist suffering stories. And she had to put one out. I think there's a lot of pressure on every female celebrity in Hollywood to put one out right now. I think that, yeah, there is that to, to fit in. But that's yes. why I think it's totally disingenuous. I think that if you even sat her down for a minute and asked how much does this affect you in terms of problems that you've had to deal with it would not be in the top fucking 50 probably not probably not a lot no I don't think so alright Matt I saw you got angry which is a great segue into our Matt Hayes segment this week Matt Hayes segment this week is uh, fifth week in a row not sponsored by anybody nobody wants to nobody <laughs> wants to sponsor it yeah. I think I get Grinder or somebody nobody wants to sponsor it uh, the Matt Hayes segment this week uh, when you go off for 60 seconds on something you really you hate or get something like hates. Yoshinoya what, that's like the worst place ever <laughs> the are, rice, are they, is that the rice bowl or the noodle bowl I, I've never been, but it, it looks horrible. I don't understand. I, if I, next time I see someone walking in one of those places, I'm ask them why. <laughs> there, are, there are certain places, like chain franchise fast food places, where you, people walk in and you're like, why? Well, I yeah, because I get like, uh, you know, you're in a rush, whatever shit went down, so we're going to stop by the Wendy's or the College Junior, but you have no excuse to no. be going to the Yoshinoya. No, why do you need a fast food bowl of noodles? Like, that can't be possibly a thing. It's, I don't get it. I get why you're going to like, you know, fucking for a, a Whopper or something like that. I get that part. Maybe Yoshinori, like, in Japan would make more sense. Fast I, food. I, I don't probably, know. I heard that fat people, like, like sort of morbidly fat people, um, like, they kind of make the rounds, you know? Oh, they go all different places? So they're almost like, you know. Do you think you know. that guy, that guy in, uh, down in the south who's fe- uh, force-feeding his uh, fat girlfriend for sexual pleasure... <laughs> Through the funnel is like getting Yoshinoya and like grinding it up in the thing and pushing it into her gullet. I would argue he came up with the idea while dining in at Yoshinoya. <laughs> so, yes. He probably saw a woman fatter than his girlfriend and got really upset. Got really upset. <laughs> I might hate the segment this week. It's something you've been writing a lot about Mariah Carey. I've never seen a straight man so involved with Mariah Carey in a really, really long time, especially one that wasn't fucking her. What the hell has you so upset about Mariah Carey uh, this week? I'm sure it's in relation to her divorce, which isn't really a divorce. Uh, I don't know anything about her. I, I know that she's been like sort of a household name since I was a, a sort of middle schooler. But then I was like, uh, whoa, like uh, her tits are fucking weird and gross. And so I, I'm not understanding the sort of sexual. She's sort of selling herself as a sexual object, right? Uh, I think she's gone from sexual object to like torch singer, like older lady sex object. Yeah. Where she just is kind of heavy and has a big bust, but, you know, that's sexy, like from the 50s sexy. By the way, if I gained uh, 400 pounds, I'd probably have some tits on me, too. I, I'm not sure. What I'm trying really hard not to imagine that, right? <laughs> I'm trying not to imagine that. Uh, what, do you, what, what is it about her that we really hate, Matt? I think it mostly her face, but she was dating this billionaire uh, uh, media mogul heir, um, and they were engaged. He's like a huge tool bag. So he was like, I'm going to impress my fucking golf buddies and marry Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's a bad, like, bad idea. It's not my funny. Could have just got a nice car. Could have got a nice car. Money. I'll lose 50 million of it. And so uh, they ended up breaking up because she apparently wouldn't have sex with him. Although she probably did have sex with Tommy Mottola, who got her her record deal. I'm assuming she wasn't holding out. Uh, sex on the way up, not sex on the way down. Marriage dude. in that case. Um, so, yeah, she wants a settlement, even though. They they just broke up. I, I don't get where the settlement's involved. She wants fifty. She wants fifty million dollars. She wants a fifty million dollars settlement because uh, they broke up. 
Uh, well, you got to factor this into the gender pay gap, by the way. You think fifty million goes on the women's side? Fifty million goes a long way. You don't think a guy could get fifty million from a woman he's he's uh, dating for for a few months because he wants to break it, wants to break it off with her? I think he'd be laughed out of court. I think so too. Well, to be fair to Mariah, she did have she did lay some some claim to the fifty million, which is that she said she had to cancel her South American tour because she was so distraught by their breakup. Oh, so that <laughs> sort of reinforces the. The, you know, you know, the guys stereotype are, that feminists are fighting against yes. is that women are sort of emotional and, yes. and weak. So. You know, how guys are like, I think you get a month off from work when you break up, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of oh, course. dude, you just broke up. Look, take a month off, man. Whatever. Like, from eating off. and yes. fucking shuffling out on stage. For yeah, we'll, 20 we'll fill in for you at the steel steel bill. <laughs> Don't worry. Like, oh, I heard you broke up with Tina. Like, just take, take November off, dude. It's like we didn't really need you anyhow. So somebody else is somebody else will work the smelter for you. It That's, was such a, a weird arrangement that. His his people, which I'm assuming with his blessing, wrote in a thing that if he gave her some jewelry, that that she could not keep it after they broke up unless he personally sort of specified that in a note attached to the jewelry. Which means when she's receiving a, hey, honey, I love you, uh, as a gift, and she knows what the language is, and then she, like, files it away. What a fucking <laughs> weird way to live. Uh, <laughs> Girls learn. Girls learn fast. Did I? A uh, side story. Matt hate side story. Uh, sidebar. Uh, I have a friend who's a a, do- a physician, a doctor. This was a few years ago, and he walked by a uh, like a, ga- a gab session of nurses at the at the hospital where, where he was working, and one of the nurses was about to get engaged to a, a doctor, something like that, and he was talking about getting the ring and stuff like that, and he said there were like four or five women around the table, and they were all giving each other advice about the ring, and the advice was you cannot get the ring on your birthday or Christmas. Because then the engagement ring counts as a gift, a holiday gift. Uh, I mean, you want, excuse me, you want to get it on those days because then it counts as a gift. And so if the engagement breaks off later on, he can't take it back legally. They're actually going through the legal in the state, like the, the law in the state, that like if you get engaged, make sure that it's on a, your birthday, a holiday, anniversary, or Valentine's. I think I learned that in uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, right. That's some street justice. But he was just like, he said for the first time in his life, that's when he realized that like, Women are actually like plot, plot, plot. That's what they're doing when they're together. They're actually, like plotting this shit. It's really depressing. <laughs> it's like that's terrible. So you know, you know, Mariah. Like, just you kept. It's a, especially when you're talking about a multi-million dollar ring. You know, there's fucking. They're talking shit about like, when do I get it? What's the legal right? If I break off with them, what do I get to keep the ring? Fucking, it's a diamond. But don't you want to hope? Just like chicks want to hope that guys aren't like, oh yeah, I totally want to jizz in her hair. Like, don't you want to hope <laughs> that that that's not what they're doing? Yeah, I think so. But when you're 45 and you've been through what she's been through already and you're in your third marriage or fourth what, marriage. getting fucked by creepy record producers? What or? I'm saying is she's wise to the world of uh, of men. Let's put it that way. Uh, of rich men and what they're, at, what they're really after and all that kind of shit. I think she's got that I'm getting mine mentality. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> which is... Which is now I'm taking over Matt hate, which is which I think is just something. It's like it's just like street girl comes up, makes makes her way in this fucking business where dudes are asking for blowjobs and shit like that to get jobs. She does what she has to do to get ahead, but she's like now she's just a fucking realist. So I think that idea that you know that romantic idea you mentioned, I think yeah. that's long. I think that's long gone, man. See, I had a buddy that just got uh, proposed to his girlfriend, and I was like, "How'd you afford the ring? Because you're you're like poor as fuck." And he goes, so I asked her mom. They had a family ring, you know, a ring in the family. So now you're passing off the sentimentality. Yeah. And you're not paying a dollar. Yeah, so that means cheap. That means cheap. If one of those are family ring means this was my grandmother's. It really well, means a lot to me. this fucking douchebag, you know, he's got family money. He, he doesn't give it. By the way, a $10 million ring, on multiple levels, that's disgusting. You could, you could feed people with that. Yeah, well, you, you got to think about all the fucking uh, Swahili fucking people who died getting that, getting that diamond. Getting a $10 that diamond. million, dollar, like... 
what is it? that's just saying prove to me that I'm fucking with you, right? I do not. I personally, I don't mind when people, wealthy people, buy lots of wealthy shit. But you're right. When it comes to like jewelry or fashion I, and spending excess, I get a little upset because I know a that money's not being spread around. I mean, yeah, I don't give a shit if you buy a yacht or a, a Miata. Or, wait, uh, uh, not a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> James Packers. That's where I'm coming from. Fine of you, Miata. But yeah, but at least you're creating some. You're creating something you for the get economy. Some use out of it. There's no use difference out of between jobs. a million dollar ring and a ten million dollar ring, or for that matter, a fucking ten thousand dollar ring. It's all. It's all really. It's a bad human trait. I agree. It's just exce- excess to me seems like I believe it's one of the seven deadly sins, gluttony or whatever the hell it is. You got to stick by those a little bit. So, all right. Uh, I don't know. That was kind of like you are the only straight guy who knows a lot about Mariah Carey. So, it's really this is less of a mad hate, more mad outing sake. It's really. uh, Matt, we got an email from uh, William. It says Williams here. Maybe it is Williams. Uh, I don't know the name of all the people. You might have to go through thousands of emails every week. There's I, a guy named Williams. I can't possibly, know, can't possibly know all the thousands of people who email us. Uh, you had a thing this week about Bill Cosby, by the way. Uh, so Bill Cosby uh, may or may not have raped, oh, I don't know, 500, 500 women on the way up uh, in the last 40 years or so. 60 or 70 have come forward with the very convincing, compelling stories about being drugged and raped by Bill Cosby. Was he raping? Uh, was he sexually assaulting? Was he actually putting his penis inside of their bodies? If you count ears, no, nasal passages, and toes, then yes, for sure. Then yes, for sure. I'm willing to count ear because that seems a lot like vagina. <laughs> it's just at least there's some prox- there's some proximity to that. If a dude, let's put it this way, if a dude fucking has his dick in your ear, that's rape. That's rape as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I agree. Yes, but he, I, I just want to be clear with what he was doing. He was. He, uh, well, we don't know, and no one knows for sure because the women were passed out. They woke up with jizz all over themselves, and some remember his dick being uh, inside various places. Although, come to think of it, I don't think anyone was in vagina. Uh, that was the one place he didn't seem to be doing it. Right. But he was clearly me- he was clearly messing with their bodies. With his, on an ear trip. I ear, think he was toes. doing some foot stuff. Yeah, girls would find cum on their toes, on their you know their tits, on their like their back. Well. He was he was really enjoying himself there with the fast out ladies. It was a little it was a little it was a little buffalo uh, whatever his name is from uh, those you know from the uh, yeah, size of the lambs wow, size lambs kind of thing. It was some weird and they're passed out. He's like rolling them around. It's coming. It was bizarre. Anyhow, he may or may not have done that to like you know dozens and dozens of women. Uh, but now uh, Bill Cosby uh, is uh, he's finally going to trial over some of this shit, although not on a criminal case for most of the stuff because it's far too gone. Uh, and his lawyers now are claiming he can't be uh, prosecuted for these crimes because he can't have a fair trial because he's now blind. So Williams wants to know that I'm going to ask you a response. If Bill Cosby is too blind to face his accusers, shouldn't he now become an evil criminal with bat radar incapable of ever being brought to justice by the authorities? <laughs> I mean, isn't, was that the point about you wrote about it? If he's, they're saying he can't ever face his accusers, which is their right under the whatever amendment, Fifth Amendment or Fourth Amendment, because he technically can't see anymore... Can't he just commit any fucking crime he wants and never face justice? Yeah, it would appear that if you're blind <laughs> or just old, because that was another excuse. They're like, yes. he's 79. What, am I supposed <laughs> to remember all the people he raped? I mean, yeah. come on, you're being unreasonable here. Uh, that Yeah, you could, like Stevie Wonder could just go cap a bunch of people in the yes. mall and be like, wait, what? what? I got, well, I got a movie to catch. You're asking me to, I can't even see him. It's what? not that he couldn't see them when he committed the crime so much as when they said he committed the crime. He couldn't face the witnesses, right? Because you have the right, you have the right in a trial to face your accusers. Yeah, which to me makes a lot of sense. Which is like every story we talk about here with Mila Kunis and stuff. There's no one like you're not naming people, so they can't defend themselves. So you should have a right to be named and defend yourself against people naming you. 
But they're saying if you're blind, he can't see them. So how can well, he? Well, then f- I would say to her lawyer, who is a female, by the way. Ah, they let him be lawyers now and doctors. This is fucking crazy. Well, just that they're not all fucking peaches and cream. Yeah. Uh, fine then. Well, we'll get the woman out here. So he's accused of jerking off on her toe, right? So um, yeah, I don't know what the penal code is for that, but I know it's a penal code. Why don't we have her expose her toe, and we'll see if he gets the same vibe as he did when he was jerking off on her toe after he drugged her. Ooh, that's a very Brady Bunch solution. <laughs> I like that. The whole thing sounds. Although I don't very, think they did the dick thing. Kind of nineties sitcommy. Like I feel like Bill Cosby may have passed on this very premise in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, so you're a blind, you're a guy that uh, you know commits a crime. It probably wouldn't be rape because that's too harsh. But I don't know. He robs a bank. But then, you know, now he you can't really, he doesn't know because he went blind. Yes. So how do they prove he's right? Now he just goes around robbing and there's, a, there's some Robin Hood agency comes and asks him to keep committing crimes because you can never go to jail for it. Yeah, I don't know how it ends, but I'm sure Dan Aykroyd's involved. <laughs> Nobody sees it. Uh, it does seem rather fucked up to claim that. But at the same time, he's going to die before anything ever happens to this guy. And you and I were talking about this before. Why did, once, he, once it came out, not the first one, the second one, once the one when 60 came out, why didn't he take his fucking money and his wife, who still at least pretends to believe him for some reason, and just go to the fucking, buy an island in the Bahamas and just fucking go to one of those places where there's no extradition and just fucking live out the rest of your days? I think because he's always, I, I mean, I don't know, but I would think he's been a dude that's super obsessed with approval. Like, he was always doing that weird Uncle Tom shit with, like, uh, you gotta pull up your pants and the rap music. Oh, the black, know, yes. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I think that he desperately wants to be liked, and I think that he, in his mind, is is thinking, this is going to blow over, and I'll still keep my honorary uh, Temple doctorate. Awards, which for some fucking reason he was given. I still haven't figured that part out. <laughs> I don't like honorary doctorates. By the way, isn't the, uh, isn't the really amazing thing about this case, looking back on now, that it all started because of Hannibal Burris's, like joke uh, joke he did in Philadelphia like yeah. on stage like it was he had thought nothing about Hannibal was, Burris was like you know he's a rapist yeah and I was thinking at the time like no he's just making shit up for yeah. the bit right yeah I didn't know he was a rapist no I, I went back and looked at it like yes. holy shit he's a fucking bona fide but rapist. that was one case and it was like you know settled and they, they weren't going to prosecute on it. it was like one case from like eight years earlier and then it kind of like just over time it, you know Cosby did a good job keeping it out of the press his lawyers kept it out of the press I think if that had been the one case, you never would have seen that on his tombstone or Wikipedia or whatever. They just went away. But when Hannibal Burris mentioned it, and then he got flack for it, and then it became an internet internet thing, that's when all the other women started coming forward. So in a way, Hannibal Burris's career is somewhat uh, dependent on Bill Cosby being a serial rapist. Yeah, but the thing that got the reason Burris mentioned in the first place was because Cosby was so fucking preachy about all that fucking right. He was resentful about the black shit. Yeah, so that so, came back to bite yes. Cosby pretty hard. On yes, that now he's fucking blind and all the can't face his accusers. Uh, it's too bad they'll never there'll never be a trial for this shit and never see him. And if he is, he'll be so he'll be like curl up in a ball in the corner. Uh, he'll be doing some Suge Knight. <laughs> I love when people start doing slapstick comedy yes. in in real courtrooms because. I don't Grabbing spend a lot of time in courtrooms, yes. and I I don't I only know it from like the movie Liar Liar and yeah. and other similar movies. But I feel like that's not how it works in real no, life. Very boring. But these guys are all in the entertainment industry, so they're like, I'll come up with a wacky yes. shtick, and then that'll get me off, right? Uh, yeah, it does, yeah, like when you grab your heart or something like that. Chicken that kept passing out. Yeah, that would work out. in a Tyler Perry movie, yes. but that shit is not going to fly in the district court. No, just watch that bad Bobby. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Goliath on Amazon with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. They did all that kind of courtroom shit. Right. And you realize this is not how it's courtrooms so work. It's so, so fake. 
One guy had an aneurysm in the in the courtroom. Another witness got run over by a car. It was just all sorts of shit you know doesn't happen. Yeah. All right, Cosby, that hour, it's time to go. But I really, honestly, if you just went to an island, we had to track him down with, like, soldiers and bring him back, that would be a great end story to him, like where he just hold up with a gun and shit like that. Like on Grenada. So just go to Belize where rape is legal and live out the rest of your day. I believe any you can name any Latin American country, and if you paid them like 30 grand a month, they would just never extradite you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my last thing, our last thing this week, panties on a bunch. What has my panties on a bunch? I know you want to ask. While we're here at Rocco's Tavern in Studio City. Thank you, Brian. Having beers. I believe uh, Matt's having a what he calls a skinny margarita. That's your second gate out of the day after the margarita. Yeah, it's a knowledge. margarita with no uh, sweet and sour mix, so it's very low carb and it, it's, it yeah, does it's sound a, gay as fuck. I wish they would name it something else. <laughs> skinny girl margarita. We're not in uh, we're not in bikini season anymore, Matt. You can really let loose if you want to. <laughs> By the way, you can have fifteen Bud Lights. So I think it's the same same calories. Uh, what else? My pennies in a bunch this week at Rocco's Tavern in Studio City. It's Time Magazine. Matt, I don't know the last time you had a subscription to Time Magazine. I think last time I was offered a subscription to Time Magazine, I took from one of those kids going door to door. I instead bought three years of Jet Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how I got the black, black Jet Magazine for three years, came to my door. But I just, they were like, Time? They look at me like, Time? I'm like, no, fuck, I'm not going to read Time. Time. Give me, what else they got? They go, we got Jet. I'm like, give me Jet. You gotta help a kid. Gotta help a kid through a, a kid who's faking, pretending you need help for high school. Cosmo, help I just take the free Victoria's <laughs> Secret catalog. Really, oh, I wish they were offered that still. It used to be so good. Uh, so, Time Magazine read a piece. So, you wrote it. I mean, you wrote a piece this week about how the, everyone's the media's in the bag for Hillary Clinton. I don't think it was a big surprise, but every base, basically any major New York based media outlet is basically in the bag for for Hillary Clinton. They're openly shilling for. Her. They're openly they openly hate Trump, which seems at least semi based and. You know, there's a there's a rationale for that. And I always have to, you know, preclude. I I'm not a Trump supporter, but no, that neither of us mean... are voting for. I voted already, but have you voted yet? Yeah, I voted for Johnson. I voted for I voted for Johnson as well. So I did not vote for Trump. I put my ballot in. Uh, there's no way I'm waiting in line. Fucking the, the worst place to be is fucking. <laughs> I hate those fucking polling places. I never had a line. I just thought that was well. A... This year's been huge lines. You, you live in a better neighborhood where people vote. I also, they have to have they even though they don't do uh, they don't. Here's what I understand. They don't actually verify your identity. You don't have to show any ID or anything like that. And yet it still takes 15 minutes with the people there to, to figure out who you are. Like, because they're always 85 years old yeah. and they're going through that big book trying to find your name or address. So, like, while they're... What the, I would just go with the driver's license thing. Just here's my driver's license. Let me in. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, what if you lost your license? I do look at those sheets, though, because the turnout is so low. So you see them checking off your name... And I don't think voter fraud is a problem at all, but you could just come back and be like, well, I noticed fucking, you know, there's 15 minutes left in the voting here. And uh, I will have you know, I used to volunteer at polling places. <laughs> don't ask me why. <laughs> I volunteered at polling places. Someone I knew did it, and they made me do it. And every single time we ever did it, uh, a few things I noted. One, almost every single person who votes is 75, <laughs> 75 and older. It's a little different in presidential elections because more people feel compelled to go out and vote. Uh, two, uh, almost every uh, man who came in with a woman would tell the woman how to vote before she voted. <laughs> Which is, so I thought it was just old school, but they're like, honey, she's like, oh, they're yelling between the booth. They want to vote no on that, no on that. Uh, and the third thing was that the vote tallies never, ever matched the number at the end. And they were off by a good, we were always off by a healthy margin. Uh-huh. I'm not talking like one or two, I'm talking like eh, 5%. Okay. And they would say, oh, it'll get worked out later on. <laughs> she know it did. And that was either because people were cheating when they were voting or we were sloppy when we were counting, which I'm sure was the case. And nobody really just wrote it. As long as you wrote down like we're off by, you know, 600 votes, it was like that was considered okay. So I don't uh, think it was biased one way or the other, but I think there was like, if you look at the local, if you, 
if you know that every single the national polling is combined from like all these fucking garage places in Florida and California and yeah. old people stuff like that, there's a lot of mistakes going it's on. It's way less official than you would imagine. Yes, completely. That doesn't even count the people who are trying to cheat. That's just a fucking like horrible people like myself fucking drinking Bud Light doing the front of the polling place. Well, and especially in like the deepest corners of fucking Swampland, Florida, or you know Palo Alto, there's obviously five or six people that go. So we're blatantly going to cheat, right? Oh yeah, of course we are. Yeah, we know what's best. That goes on. That goes on too. By the way, I did one time see a guy with uh, brought a, a, a wife to tell her to vote, and she had a black eye. And I said, "Should I do anything about this?" And they go, "The guy next to me who been doing it for like forty years goes, what are you going to do?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> I want to have my penny so much. Time magazine. Time magazine, basically. So Clinton, the big thing came out last Friday, which wasn't really a big thing, which is just the FBI saying the investigation's continuing because Anthony Weiner, I didn't even get to the Anthony Weiner story, but he's my new favorite person ever just because he's the, he's the hapless fucking schmozzle in every single fucking story now. He's just like, he's the guy, like, he's going to start wars. He's going to, like, shit's going to happen. He's going to run over, like, the school bus. He finally went to sex rehab. I, I don't know if that was... He look. He just looks like such a pervert. There is, I don't trust. First of all, I don't trust older guys who are ripped and really skinny. Right off the bat, like you know, guys in their fifties who are ripped and skinny. There's something going on. There's something going on there, especially when they're not single. By the way, uh, when they're dads and stuff like that, it just doesn't. There's no reason for a guy who's fifty, whatever, to have fucking a skinny waist, fucking ripped biceps, and 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 like shaved chest and like tanned and stuff. There's just. There's something wrong with those people right off the bat. Yeah. I assume they're all just texting 50-year-olds online. That seems to be pretty standard. Uh, so after the thing came out from the FBI and, and Hillary, like, it was only brought up old news, by the way. It didn't bring up anything new. There was not a single new thing that came out in that story. Mm-hmm. But it just reminded people why they don't like Hillary Clinton, that she is... Well, Comey super- is doing some, some pretty shady backroom shit, right? Uh, I think at this point, I believe everyone involved in the process is shady one way or another. <laughs> Wiener's the only guy who's not shady. Wiener's the only guy like who actually just legitimately wanted to fuck teenage girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he got caught up in this Wiener process. Wiener and I have an axe in the fight. He <laughs> he no. He's probably pro-Hillary because he don't want his wife to be around for the next four he years. He is like the least political guy. He just wanted to fucking masturbate and come on, come on fucking online. He's like the, he's the purest soul in this entire story. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, so as soon as that story came out, then things came out and Hillary's poll numbers started dropping. There was like a red alert went out. And we talked about this before. So the Clinton campaign is tied directly into like all the magazines and newspaper articles and the whole intellectual academic crowd and bloggers. And they immediately quick response shit into the papers and, and, and outlets and online to get stuff out there right away as fast as they can yeah. to change the story, to rebut, to get everything done. They're, I mean, they're very, very Nazi... A little spin on <laughs> Nazi-esque it. Nazi-esque at that. But like, you know, if you look at like all the great like horrible regimes over time, like uh, Pol Pot and whatever, the Chinese or fucking Stalin or, or Hitler, the one thing they were really good at was controlling the media. Yeah, they, I mean, they did it like to, like they did it like no one ever did it before them. That was, 101. That's one on one. So the Clinton campaign, no, they're not holocausting people. Uh, is pretty good at this shit. So they got this uh, woman, and I can remember her name now because I remember it reminds me of Jackoff. Uh, Rackoff. <laughs> Robin Robin Lackoff. Lackoff. Sorry. Uh, who's an old, just an old school 60s, 70s feminist, uh, whatever the hell she is. She now she's the Berkeley. She wrote a book I know you read on women, uh, uh, linguistics, and and sexism. How men use language to dominate women. Mm. Oh, they do? Is that your summer? I didn't know that. Is that your submarine list? Is that what we've been doing? Yeah. That's not what I do. Yeah. Most men I know are basically illiterate, so I'm not (laughs) sure how they're doing that. But uh, she's a classic old school Harvard grad, Radcliffe, originally Radcliffe, Harvard grad feminist, wrote some books in the 70s that made her very famous as a feminist in her feminist circles. She teaches at Berkeley. 
They got her to write something. She probably for t- smells. She probably smells really. <laughs> probably smells really bad. By the way, you just fucking did misogynist her. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, there's a, she could write a, a paper about how a thousand for a thousand years men have been saying women smell. Um, so she wrote this thing in Time Magazine that seemed uh, you and I thought was a joke at first. I think I thought it was a joke at first. It was so poorly written. It was it was what Time Magazine called an open letter. Which, again, is just poor cover for, like, we wanted to publish this, but it's so fucking obviously for, for Hillary Clinton that we couldn't pretend it, we couldn't say it was ours, so we just couldn't pretend it's ours under our, under our masthead. Right. With a little fucking note at the bottom in four-point font, we may or may not agree with this. This was contributed by an outsider. You can't it, be a magazine and have outsiders contribute pieces, publish it under your name, and then say, oh, by the way, we, we might not agree with this. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know if Time has been a magazine for quite some time. If you ever open it up, it's, it's basically... I think it's down to like four pages. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like three pages of ads. There's an article on foreign policy that's three paragraphs, yes. and you're like, wow, you really nailed that Syria <laughs> thing there. Yeah, I think they fired all their serious journals. So I had this woman write this piece about how like the FBI investigation, Comey, anyone who's behind it, all this stuff like that, is now it's just sexist. Is a, is, this would never happen to a man. Her point like, was that the email investigation is is inherently, no, blatantly sexist because yes. if this was a guy, it would never be an issue. That was her, that was her point. Yes, under the under the under the even broader guys that women aren't supposed to talk because when you know when people <laughs> run for president, no one ever brings shit up. Yes, right, no. unless they're a woman. This is the first. Yes, and uh, and uh, because and she had to go back to the power men have over women by making them not talk, not share emails, not communicate. Women aren't supposed to communicate, and therefore, but Hillary, the very act of having emails made her a threat to men. Therefore, they had to investigate. It was her. insanely idiotic yes. and poorly reasoned, and and poorly written, by the way, and poorly written. I, although I think that consciously, because this woman's a linguist, she's one of these people that thinks there's she's smart, but she thinks he's smarter than she is. Yeah. So she's going, well, I'm really going to like write this in a way that's going to come off, and and she's just obviously psychotic or going through some shit, um, but. Uh, Can you imagine being married to a 73-year-old sexism linguist? Imagine. If you read it, it it's, so, it's so terribly obvious that she just wants Hillary to win, and, and that's fine. But I, I was trying to imagine if something was as poorly reasoned and as poorly written but pro-Trump, it would just be like, we're that fuck pussy. Like it's just the yes. it's the female equivalent of just a dude grunting. Like it's awful. It would be the same as if they found some fucking like male, extreme male professor somewhere who would like said that men should be allowed to rape. Like remember that, that story we covered about that group that was going to Australia, the men's group that think it's okay to rape women. Yeah, yeah, the Indian dude. Or whatever. Yeah, it was like that. It was the same thing. If some professor said like anthropologically men are programmed to rape women, and Trump grabbing pussies and stuff like that is. And saying he shouldn't do that is anti-male and stuff like that. It was the same level of reasoning, basically. Exactly, the same level. Which is so fucking stupid. So Time, Time Magazine legitimized it putting in Time. By the way, this came out within like an hour of the fucking FBI announcement. So they obviously yeah. told this. I feel bad for this woman in some sense that like she got leaned on, obviously, to write this thing really fast. No, she's getting the emails. The, ones that, the same ones that fucking, oh, God, I just watched Real Time with Bill Maher that Michael Moore and Chelsea Handler are getting... She's such a bad. She's a badass. Yes. She's a, if you say badass one more time, you <laughs> fucking stupid fucking cunts. I know what you're doing. You're repeating talking points that they gave you, and that's the same thing that Lakoff is doing. They have an in, influence. They have what they call an influencer crowd, which is like all these Hillary supporters who are celebrities or influencers or acad- academicians, and they get they're on this list, and so they need someone to write a feminist it's response. So fucking stupid. If you yes. think of a badass, th- that's the last person that you're thinking of. Is a fucking bad like she's not a badass at all. No, hey, Steven Seagal just got Russian citizenship from <laughs> Vladimir Putin today. 
That's badass. That's Jesse badass. Ventura. Yes. That's so much more badass. Uh, you're right. The whole thing, this whole thing is so sickening. The way they control... I don't mind the fact that politicians have always tried to control the media. It's just... This is going to be the first... And they've always had their sympathizers. Well, there used of to be a press corps with half a backbone that didn't simply roll over and agree with it. They yeah. started doing it during the Iraq war with Bush, but... Now it's just whatever. Look, whatever I think candidate they have to do it. I think they have to do it is enough. most ingrained and most establishment. They're going to have the media behind them uh, for a fact. There and was always usually, like William Randolph Hearst would have his papers, and they would be pro whatever party they were pro or pro war because they wanted war for whatever reason. But it was always very obvious. They were tabloids, right? It was very obvious who they were for and why they were for them. And so people understood that with a grain of salt. Now you have like claiming to be objective media, which are clearly in the bag for one candidate or another, and are just publishing like op-ed pieces from like a Robin Lake, Professor Robin Lakoff, which are just childish, immature, and just attacking Trump and attacking men as sexist for thinking Hillary should be investigated by the FBI. And they're just doing it with a straight face as if this is like another news article. It's sad. And and if you want to say like, hey, you know, we're, we're the morally superior party and our candidate, you know, we have to do this. The other party's going to do it to you as well. You know? Yeah, they do. And so years ago, I mean, not for years I've been saying like, oh, like, Drudge Report, you can't go to Drudge Report. It's like silly. You can't go to the, believe the Inquirer. You can't believe this, whatever. We're NBC, you should believe us. Or we're whatever, you should believe Time Magazine. They're all the same now, aren't they? They're all exactly the same. They all have the same level of journalistic integrity. Yeah, and within a few years, they'll all be owned by two different, you know, separate companies. But they'll, you know, they're all in the same corporate ownership. The whole thing, a Democrat and Republican. If you identify as a Democrat or a Republican at this point, you're a fucking dumbass. You know, it, it's all it's all about who has the most corporate influence and government influence to support the military industrial uh, complex. Oh, that's a nice mad head way to end this, end this segment. You should be a professor at Berkeley. You should be a linguistic, a sexist linguistic. By the way, I like jobs. So she's a feminist linguistics professor. At, Ber- at Berkeley, I, I like people who have jobs whose entire job is not to be able to be fired. <laughs> like, like if your entire doctorate premise is the fact that like women only get fired because of sexism, yeah, then you literally can't be fired without yeah, like, inherently being sexist. What You've- are you like rehashing it? It's it like remember, in, I always ask people in high school. I ask my math teacher, like, how come you can't divide by zero? And they go, well, you just can't. And I go, why not? And she go, there's people working on it. And I was thinking like. <laughs> What? What are they doing? Sitting in a room with a whiteboard with a giant zero on it? Like, this is what uh, Lakoff is doing. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. She's just got her stupid fucking... But her entire, tenure, her entire tenure and the fact that she ha- can keep doing this shit is based on the fact that if you got rid of her, if you fire her, you've now fallen into exactly what she says the male, the patriarchy would do. Yeah. And therefore, you can't, you can't do it. So I, I admire the fact that she, like, in her cause... Just like Ashley Graham in her cause has created a nice job for herself. Yeah. This woman has created a nice, in her cause, has created a nice permanent job for herself that she can yeah, never they, get. But the, yeah, but these people aren't happy, though. That's the difference. You, you think of it. Uh, hey, you're, you know what? That's the lamest excuse because that's what people like to say about people that are doing well that they, keep, that they <laughs> fucking annoy. It's like, they're not happy. I know they're not happy. Well, look, instead of getting into sort of feminine. And by the way, when she got into it, it very well were like good causes, I'm sure. But you could always just admit that. You're a lesbian and you hate your dad. Yeah, I would like to. I would love to talk to her husband and ask about how how uh, crazy, insane those those romps in bed were. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. I know that uh, if you're married to that woman, what you do for many years just nod your head a lot. Just nod your head. You are so right. You are so right. <laughs> Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week? Uh, yes, I'm on mattralston.net. I'm dropping a pretty pretty sizable article. Uh, this week when this comes out. Nice. Uh, Is it going to be some obscure person you've contacted from overseas <laughs> that you're really angry about or something? It's going to be something I care about a lot that no one else gives a shit about. 
All right, Mel- Melania could be our. By the time we meet again, Melania could be our first lady. I hope she, the escort story doesn't come out. The escort yeah. story come out again. I would like to pimp and promote Man Rules on Amazon. Man Rules. Uh, I believe it sold eight million copies now. Just past Dianetics. I might start my own religion. We'll <laughs> see what those who. Uh, Man Rules on Amazon. It's a hoot. Speaking of hoots, Brian got his cast off this week. He's back to full masturbation mode. Both both hands. Congratulations, Sound Engineers and Stars. This is Lex for Last Man on Earth. Talk to you next week.